noite esperei na lua crescer Brincadeira boa, sentei, espirrei na tua, gripei Por ficar ao léu, resfriei Você me agradou, me acertou Me miseravou, me aqueceu Me rasgou a roupa e valeu E jurou conversas de Deus Aganjo Sean, do you hear that voice right there? Love it. That voice. Oh, sweet Babel. That voice is going to be performing live two doors north of where we are sitting right now in the Smart Start MN Studios for the Brian Upper Show, episode 331. The daughter of legendary Joao and Astru Gilberto, Babel Gilberto, performing at the Parkway, August 10th. I walked by and I couldn't believe my eyes. Like, this stuff is really kind of what I've been falling in love with for the last few years. And I looked, I'm like, not not like her, her. Like, I, and I looked and I looked and I'm like, oh, well, let me just spend too much money on tickets because I waited till the last minute and I did not get the best tickets because I, I need to pay closer attention. What happens when you get old, Sean? What's going on? Well, you tend to mix things up, including the fact that you gave me the right date and time for Hannah to be on today. And I even put it in my calendar in the right date and time, but in my small brain, I had two o'clock. But thankfully, Brian said to me, "No, it's at noon today." It's noon. No, no, and then it's two <laughs> and o'clock. He was right. It's two o'clock next week, uh, yes, next yes, Tuesday, yes, yes. when we talk to Jason Schomer. But today, we are welcoming someone back to the Smart Start MN Studios, who I'm very excited to talk to because. Most of the time, she turns her back on this great country of ours and heads south of the border. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk to oh, Hannah, Bonner, <laughs> Hannah. Hannah, I'm sorry. You know I'm just effing around. It, it's a podcast. There's nothing at stake here. But before we do that, I do want to thank a couple of sponsors real quick. Obviously, Smart Start MN. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? Well, it means you drunk. Uh, you drunk? You drank? You drunk? What do you call it? Are past you tense? drunk right now? I wish. <laughs> I wish. You know what I am? I'm a little overheated. I've, I've been drinking water like crazy. This weather is a heat index of 105. I know you're happy, Hannah, but I, um, so I know you are. This is your weather. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm having a hard time catching my breath. Anyway, if you drink and then you drive, you will lose your license. You want to get back in your car sooner rather than later and hopefully for a reasonable rate because virtually everything else about your DUI is going to cost a very lot of money from what I've read in the magazines, but Smart Start MN can help get you back on the road and back to a semblance of normal life. Yeah, you might have to get your car out of the impound lot first, but then when you get it back, oh. they can install the doohickey in your vehicle. Uh, just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. I'm not saying that you've ever uh, drank and drove... Dr- Anyway, um, but have you ever had to go get your car out of an impound lot for have. a towing reason or anything? Yes, I have. It's a fantastic experience. And I've had to br- get both of my kids' cars out of tow lots for parking in places they shouldn't have been parking. Kids are awesome. I hope everybody has them and just keeps having them. The more of them around, the better, because they seem to be doing a great job these days. I really want to get to talking to Hannah, but first, I do have to make mention. I found out yesterday, and... You know, sometimes you hear about the death of a rock star, right? And it's it's heavy because they were they were an important part of your history, or at least a, a stepping stone along the way. And sometimes you're like, nah, it's sad, but I'm you know, it's not really my thing. And it's weird because the artist I'm going to mention right now, I was not a mega fan of, 
but I was definitely a fan of. In 1987, I had just moved downtown as my parents moved to Rhode Island. I was in the full bloom of young adulthood, making all these expected choices during that time. Um, but music had always been a huge part of my life growing up, and it continued into the 80s. And when in 1987, moved into my first dingy apartment with three other guys, and it was awful and terrible and cold, and we were hungry, but we always had music on in the background. And everybody I knew plotted around downtown Minneapolis, or because we, we were like a block off PV Plaza. We had friends all around the area there in Uptown, right on the fringe. Every single person I knew owned a copy of The Lion and the Cobra by Sinead O'Connor, this unbelievably fierce and fragile at the same time young Irish singer-songwriter. And it was everywhere I went. So, I mean, it really, it cast a long shadow over my young adulthood. And I loved her. And, of course, then she would go on to do one of the most controversial things on live American television ever, where she tore up a copy of, or a picture of the Pope and said, fight the real enemy. She was immediately canceled, like Dixie Chicks canceled before yep. that era of cancellation came along. And what's a shame is she's, you know, she grew up in humble means in Ireland. Her faith mattered so much to her that she felt if she didn't speak out, you want to talk about a classic WWJD moment. What would Jesus do? Jesus threw the moneylenders from the fucking temples, man. And the people who protected, protected all the pedophiles and all the nastiness. Yep. You and I both grew up in that faith. Yes. And I know that a lot of them, the vast majority of the people involved were very, very good people, but a lot of bad people were protected. And so she stood up for it and literally spent the rest of her life paying for it. The family has not released what the cause of death was, but um, man, I'm a fan of everything that she stood for and who she was. So uh, before we get to Hannah, we are going to hear a little music from Sinead O'Connor off that debut release song called Troy on The Brian Oak Show. Dublin in a rainstorm Sitting in the long grass in summer Keeping warm on memory Every restless night We were so young then We thought that everything we could possibly do Tell me, when did the light die? Will rise. You'll return that phoenix from the flame. Will I swear I do 
just said to Hannah, don't start with the reggae record. Start with the Lion and the Cobra and move forward from there. Sinead, when she came out, there was literally no one like her. Episode 331 of The Brian Oak Show. And our guest today has been here before, although as Sean brought up rather uh, adroitly, if you will. Hmm. Pardon my use of the French. Um, oh, just a minute, I'm going to look that up on my phone. If you don't mind. Um, <laughs> with last time we all sat down in this room together, we were wearing masks, weren't we? I think we? so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mine we was a Frankenstein. What were you? What I... <laughs> Phyllis Stiller. <laughs> nice. Oh, I was Chewbacca. <laughs> you were. <laughs> but I mean, you make a great Chewbacca, right? Uh, <clears throat> Hannah Vanderhoff, a.k.a. Holy Hannah, joins us right now. You've been in here before, and I always look forward to talking to you because I think that you have... How do I say this without sounding like a weirdo? I think you have a very unique energy, right? Like, I mean, like, you make good music. You got big, crazy eyes, and and by crazy, that's a compliment, by the way. And you just have an energy unlike anybody else I know. For instance, I'm sitting outside smoking a cigarette in the 100-degree temperature, (laughs) and I'm close to death. Anybody else who would come by would have just, like, stopped and offered resuscitation. You walk up looking like you're 
walking onto a yacht. <laughs> I unbelievable. You love this weather, don't you? I do love it. Yeah? I love sweating. Do it's you? Just, I really enjoy it. Okay. I can't explain it exactly. Well, you got that I big mean, old jug of water, too. So, you know, you're well yeah, hydrated. I've always got the jug of water at my hip. But I think that's important, don't you? Hydration, and I hate to turn this into a self-help <laughs> podcast, but hydration is kind of crucial to everything. It is. And, you know, a little pro tip, um, adding um, minerals. We mean like minerals. just like a, like a handful of gravel out of the parking lot? Well, you could do, I mean, if you really wanted to. <laughs> but if you don't have access, because they can be kind of expensive, if you don't have access to trace minerals, which is like, you know, potassium, magnesium, other things, um, to add like electrolytes into your water, you can use a Celtic salt or lemon oh. juice. There's like squeeze a lemon. Nice. And that way it's kind of like, you know, it's the the real Gatorade. It's like the, the kind you actually want. That's actually drink. good for you. <laughs> but the only way, because otherwise from what I've, you know, like little bit of research I've done, you're just, the more water you drink, you're going to just flush your body out of the minerals it needs. But if you add them into your water, then you're doing a good job. Hannah has a residency coming up every <laughs> August or every week in the coming August here at the Astor Cafe, a gorgeous location right down by the river, mm-hmm. the old mill sites down there. The trees are wonderful this time of year. Late summer is a great time to head down there. And we'll talk about that more coming up in just a bit. But first, you, for the last how many years, have been going to Mexico for more than half the year? Yeah, for the last three years. Three years. So uh-huh. you go down there and you live the life of a professional musician, except in Mexico. Where in Mexico? So it's this little town called Sayulita. Uh And it's an hour and a half from Puerto Vallarta. So it's really Mm. easy to get to. I mean, it's like a four-hour direct flight from Minneapolis, if you can find a direct flight. And then you take, you know... You take a bus or a car to the coast. Yeah. It's Pacific Coast. Because I was going to say, are we anywhere near the ocean? Yeah. In this town? Oh, it's right right on the ocean. It's a little surf town. Fabulous. um, Which originally was just a fishing village back in the day and then some surfers in the 60s or 70s kind of discovered it and since then it's become a lot more from when to when but when when do you leave like when do you usually leave to head down there so if i want to secure my residencies for the season i need to arrive no later than the end of november um and usually start playing as soon as december one and then i'm playing three to four times a week for six plus months. So that's it's a, lot. a lot. That's a lot of shows. <laughs> no. Let me ask you this then before we find out more about the vagary. I mean, because that's that's like when you hear about the early days of the Beatles, by no means am I comparing your music, but you know, like they're like, oh, we had to do three shows a day in Hamburg and then we yes. slept in these shitty little bunks down here. Now, granted, you are in Mexico and it's paradise and you're there when it's not very nice here. How does this relationship begin? When do you first decide, you know what? I'm going to, even though I am Minneapolis born and bred, I am going to spend more than half my year being a full-time musician in Mexico. How does that relationship even begin? Well, it happened pretty serendipitously. That's yes. Oh, you, you did it right. And yeah, that was good. All, right. yeah, All the vowels, well, everything was there. You're the, you're the vocalist and the lyricist. Come on. Um, so long story short, um, after I released my record, my my debut album, the only one I put out yeah. so far. I've got t- millions, not millions, a ton of songs that I've yet to record, and and we can maybe talk about that too. But let's please. Um, so I was absolutely exhausted from this whole process, and then I got really kind of jaded about oh. um this town. To be completely honest with you, because I had been so invested in the musical community for so long, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do my release. 
and I just didn't kind of get the attention that I was really hoping for from tastemakers and and um, whatnot. And so I was just like, you know what? At first, I was like, I'm quitting music forever. And I'm like, no, this is just <laughs> a reaction. And as I like kind of came back into the balance, I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do is just hit the road for a little while. I did a little radio tour. And in the t- time, I had booked a little yoga teacher training for myself down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. In this town that I had visited, um, a friend had introduced me. I met some of the mu- local musicians there, stayed friends, stayed in touch. So after I do my first kind of little road um, getaway, I end up in Mexico for this yoga teacher training, and I have this really intense gut feeling to not take my flight back. And I listen to it. And just stay in and Mexico. And I stay because there was like there circumstantially it just kind of like I had the option I talked to the the person I was staying with I was actually living at the yoga studio and they're like yeah you can you can totally keep renting here it's there's nobody else right now mm-hmm. so you can stay and um and then you can like work here if you want and I was like okay well stars are aligning I'm not going to take my flight back to Minnesota and Wild. I, I I kid you not 2 weeks later covid happened Wow. And so you're stuck in Mexico I'm, now. Yes, because the town made a decision like if you are if you're not from here you can stay um but if you leave you can't come back in because we're closing the borders basically. Yeah, so they yeah. posted up, you know, this is like a <sighs> I don't know if I should share this or not. I'll just say they like post up some vigilantes at the the um Oh yeah. the the borders yeah, yeah, just yeah. like like community protectors, so to speak. As it were. No, I've been um, in Mexico often enough okay. that I've seen people with automatic weapons <laughs> okay. roaming the streets. I understand what um, you're talking about. And so I was like, okay, well. Community protectors. Yeah, I'm like. That's the name of our I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know what what's going on. So, and, But I they would, gave you the option to stay as yeah, long as lockdown was happening. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. And so that's what I did. And you know, the town was closed for, I don't know, my best guess, eight or nine months or is something this, is like this that. Is this summer of 2020? Is this like spring of 2020? Yeah, this is summer. So I was okay. there. I found myself there. I was already in Mexico as of January 2020. Made my way to Salulita after like a month or so of traveling. Yeah. By February. And then I think by the time March rolled or whenever this everything hit. Yeah, March yeah. 2020. Yeah. yeah. So you're not even allowed to like travel village to village, town no. to town. Once you're there, Once you're, there you're, you're there. there. But it sounds like you were at a pretty good there there. Yes. I am so beyond grateful that, that um, those are the circumstances because I don't know how I would have fared. I mean, obviously you do what you got to do and you adapt and, and as everyone did. Um, were there no matter other- where they were in the world. But I just was so, so grateful that I get to be in this little quiet tropical place. That's not a bad That's place to ride set out up. the scourge. Yeah, and everything's outside essentially anyways yeah. because it's just the nature, because it's so hot a lot of the times and it's like a seaside place. Everything's, it's it's already kind of built to be really breezy outdoors uh-huh. Uh-huh. set up. So you, we, I just, I mean, how lucky. It sounds like she engineered this. She, she sounds like a Bond villain I'm right now. Impo- like, I don't know how this could have happened. <laughs> I have an important question. So uh-huh. if a certain podcast were want to, would want to go down to this town in Mexico to yes. do their show. Yes. Are you telling me would, you can do a podcast from a remote location like Mexico? Would that be a tax write-off for, for us? And could we introduce you 
at one of these events. Can we please? I think we should totally do this, Brian. Okay, you, here's the deal, Sean. All right, here's the deal. I mean it. We write it off. No, no, no. Pie, <laughs> I, I, absolutely we will. But, I mean, that's pie in the sky. And it, it, it made my heart really light for a moment to think about doing that. So that this just becomes another one of those big ideas that nope. we cross off. Nope, we're going to do it. Interesting. We're going to talk more about your life in Mexico, your recent return back to your hometown, and the uh, residency you have coming up at the Astor. But I don't want to go any further since we're still on the subject of Mexico without hearing this song right here. So I've listened to this song a few times now. Um, it's not like straight spaghetti western, but the flavor of Ennio <laughs> yeah. Morricone yeah. is deep inside of it. And I say that with nothing but love and respect. I love, I love the vibe. I did. Did I Did I not tell you this is the only one we absolutely have to keep and you can pick the rest of them? Yeah. yeah. I really like this song too. And it was kind of inspired by the spaghetti, spaghetti Western aesthetic. Um, and I don't, I hopefully that's not offensive at all or anything. No, I think we're, I, I think people now have enough reverence for that particular, because it was all Italian anyway. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, I think people know what you mean. I don't think anyone's going to try to cancel Holy Hannah based on her use of the term spaghetti western. Okay. And if, if they do, just say, no, that was Oak who said that. You know that guy's <laughs> like, he was born in a different time. Here's Ego Burn by Holy Hannah. All right.
Now, because August is such a long month, you have a chance to see that artist live five times, not four times. This is one of those lame-ass four-week months. Five, five times. times. You have a chance. I It's Wednesdays at the Aster, Ferris correct? Yeah. It is Wednesdays at the Aster. And, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, I'm born in August and... Maybe When's your birthday? Month. When's your birthday? August 22nd. Are you one of those insufferable people who's like, it's my birthday month? Not exactly, because I was raised not celebrating them. At all? Yeah. No birthdays? No, that's Re- what Prince oh. and I have in common. Religious background. Yes. All right. Very good. Well, I don't want to pry, but well, then tell me. So I will pry about this, though. I don't want to talk about religion, and I don't want to talk about your youth or any sort of lasting non-birthday. <laughs> you never had a birthday at a McDonald's. That breaks my fucking no, heart. No, I didn't. Um, that being said, do you celebrate your birthday in any way now that you are older? I do. Yeah? I do. I had a departure when I was 17. I, I understand. I, you know, went off into the world on my own. Um, but So I have this kind of interesting perspective of the birthday mm-hmm. from both sides of it. Because I do witness a lot of people who get... Like they, a lot of times are just experiencing disappointment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's all really, this expectation really surrounding that day. And then most of the time people are kind of bummed out. And so I'm, I am always wary of that. And I catch myself in the middle of it. I'm like, oh, yep, I'm bummed out today. Here we are. So I really try to not set up any expectations and just yeah. like, you know, maybe try and coordinate a couple things. Um and I, be responsible I, for the experience. Yeah. Um. I, we'll see. Maybe ro- roller skating. I was thinking maybe this year I might go to um, like roller gardens. And though I heard roller gardens closed. Yeah. Yes. They're, that's skate, a dying breed. Cheap skates still open. So I grew up in Coon Rapids, right. and I grew up literally three blocks away from Cheap Skate Coon Rapids Boulevard. That was my, you know, in the good old days back in the late seventies. He still <clears> has <throat> that long uh, pocket comb. The really long black one that he used to feather his hair with. Oh. Yeah, except mine was done in a psychedelic swirl, baby. <laughs> oh, nice. I just feather my hair back as I was riding on my my huffy Santa Fe ten speed. Way too tight Don't jeans. Don't worry about it. I'm heading over to McDonald's to get myself a little snack. Probably stop at Cheapskate on the way home. Yeah, man. If you if you could only imagine the dorkiest kid you've ever seen with a Dorothy Hamill haircut. That's the Brian Oak that oh, I know and love from Coon Rapids. We need photos. No, photo. yes, we oh, need I'll, proof. I'll bring one in. I'll bring one in and have it on the wall because it's delightful. No wonder I got checked into the lockers all the time. Before we continue with Hannah, I would like to, I know it's been a real life of suffering for me, just to make clear. Um, Sean, you are a realtor by trade. Uh, in, in addition to, I don't know, a podcastier? Is that what the French would call I you? I think that's what they say. Yeah. yeah they so, invented that word. <laughs> Uh, in any event, you also do real estate by trade. You're one of the sponsors on this show. Is that game still nuts? Is like summer like frothy or are people starting to slow down as we're getting towards the end of summer? What's going on? It's starting to slow down a little bit. I still have a lot going on right now. Uh, but yeah, it's slowed down a little bit. The, the great challenge in the state of Minnesota, which is different state by state, is we don't have enough homes for sale. And so there are people that just give up at some point. They're just like, I can't take it anymore. I can't look at another house that's still going to go quickly. And before I can even sell my house, et cetera, et cetera. But there is hope. I'm always looking for people and trying to do what I can to put them in the right place. I still donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or full band of the buyer or seller's choice. 
612-859-2594. Even if it's not you that's buying it or selling, you know somebody, you've got a parent that's downsizing, you're side-sizing, whatever it happens to be. Side-sizing, that's also by the, no, that's the Germans that did that, I think. I feel like I just, <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting down in a meeting that I don't want to be at right now. Side-sizing, did you say? You that's said that almost out loud. like pivoting and paradigm shift. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about Great. that. No, I'm going to use that one now. Side-sizing. You know what we're going to do with the gigs this year? We're going to side-size these gigs, all right? We're going to change it up just the right amount, but it's going to be basically the same thing. I did see something, i got to just say it even just quickly, because I ahead. thought it was so... Fantastic. Even though I would never do this, somebody got a QR code tattoo. And when you s- scan the QR code, it's Rick Astley's never going to give you up. No way. Somebody literally tattooed yes, a Rick did. roll onto their leg. Yeah, you just scan the tattoo. He's like, yeah, scan it. And then you scan it, and it's never going to give roll. you Yeah, exactly. Up. Never going to Now, say that is commitment butt. right there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what about, okay, check this out. Yeah. Tombstone. Yes. The movie Tombstone? No, no like on, your tombstone. on your tombstone. Yeah, oh, all yeah. right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. QR code. <laughs> oh, no, Damn. Jesus. Wave of the future. Now, I mean, now, now that... I, I don't know if it's the wave of the future because a hundred years from now, they'll be like, look at that. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Because people, everything changes. They will be forget. It was etched in there, though, like a really cool <laughs> and, and, then, and, and where does the QR code take you? Oh, and then you? is like, it also going to be never, it's going to be Rick Rolling, too? I mean, <laughs> Probably rip- that guy, yeah. In oh, perpetuity. Yeah. Or even just have the QR code up in the corner like, here lies so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but have it up there and, and someone's going to take notice and be like, the fuck? And you know what? While they're feeling sad about you being lost forever, they'll all of a sudden they'll be like, never going to give you up. Never in their trench coat Small in the guy, cemetery. big voice. I guys. like it a lot. He's been making the rounds lately, man. Wow. Everyone... Nobody's mad at Rick Astley, and I like that. Nobody's mad at Hannah either. Um, you are so you do Mexico <laughs> that I know of. I, I've, I've never heard an ill word against you. Uh, in fact, quite the contrary. So you spend a good seven plus months out of the year down in Mexico now. Ever since you've had that conversion again, you sound like a Bond villain. I know that you made that happen somehow. And but you know what? I just I feel like if you're ever going to get trapped somewhere. Coastal Mexico doesn't sound like a terrible place to get trapped. No, not unless, I mean, there's like a hurricane coming or something. Well, yeah. Which is I mean, real. That is a very oh, real um, yeah. reality. And even if it's not a hurricane, heavy but, storms come off the ocean for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. and right now, this is, they're, they're just getting started with their crazy heavy rains. And I mean, August, September, October, like that, yeah. it's really gnarly there. Let me ask you this. So you do that the last three winters. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you came back, but not like some sort of international jet setter who decided to stop over in Monaco. You drove, yeah, I drove. all the way <laughs> back to Amazing. Minnesota wow. just a couple of weeks ago. What do you call your vehicle? The donkey. The donkey, because apparently it is a reliable vehicle. Uh-huh. How long is that? Five or 6,000 miles? Yeah, well, to get, I think it's about... I, I did. I mapped. I, I I pulled up like a multi-stop map yesterday to mm-hmm. figure out the mileage. I drove just the one way. Yeah, was over five thousand miles. Oh that, my the, the route gosh. that I took, but I took a very long route. You can do a much more efficient route. But down I mean, there, how, but, so how many days in the car is that for you? Well, it depends. So that when I drove down, so this was the first year I did the driving adventure. Previous to that, I was or prior to that, I was flying. 
Why did you, knew, why did you, if you don't mind my interruption, real quick, why yeah. did you decide to make this year the driving year? Because, um, because you playing, have a donkey. But playing down there full time, I was schlepping gear oh, on my you body. Need wheels. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. I was carrying 100 pounds of gear, maybe, oh, wow. on my back, walking across town for 20 to 30 minutes for every show I played. And I didn't even have like the proper setup that I need, really. Right. Um, so I knew, like, I already had the donkey i had um spent <laughs> about 50 hours it's a chevy astrovan 2000 it's got at the time maybe Sweet. had like 90 or ninety five thousand miles on it but no, it's built no less than. it's built good you felt it's confident amazing. getting down oh there. my yeah, god yeah, right yeah. On. and i you know had spent the time putting a little bed in a bookshelf in the back really like simple camper van and i knew it was there and i love it and and then i've got you know i've got the rest of my equipment and i'm like well i think i'm pretty sure i'm still gonna keep playing music down here so i'm gonna drive and i i know i need a vehicle anyhow to really be putting on proper shows and the other trick to playing in this town is most places that you're playing you need to provide the sound system right they don't have a pa for you. no so i'm like i need some wheels and so i drove down and uh in november it took about 10 days with a long weekend in santa fe once I reached the border, it was about another four days or so. And that's on average driving about six hours a day. Um, <clears throat> on my drive up, <laughs> <laughs> I left end of May, May 20th, I believe, and took about two months to come back here. Well, that must have been a beautiful journey, though. It was amazing. Yeah, where'd you go? Uh, well, I drove my co-pilot, uh, Buddy I'd made down there, who actually ended up, I picked her up in New Mexico and, and we drove the rest of the way to Mexico. Right. So she was like, I'm on board for the return trip. Can you bring me as far as Victor, Idaho? Um, I have. Oh, so you went all the way up north. Yeah. So wow. we drove to Victor, Idaho. I spent a month there. Um, a month in Victor? Yeah. Wow. Um, just on the other side of the mountain pass from Jackson Hole. Yeah, yeah I've been there. Um, yeah. Tetons blew my mind. Yeah. When I've I was a kid, my, my dad was in wow. the Sierra Club, and he went out every summer with his buddies. That's what they did for fun. Mm. And me, I, there's plenty of good firm ground to stay. I don't even like the fact that we're on the second floor of a building right now. Yeah. My dad used to go out with his buddies every year, and so my the basement in my home growing up was adorned with almost nothing but posters of the Grand Tetons mm-hmm. because he would go out there every summer and climb. The Tetons, I mean, Devil's Tower is obviously a crazy icon, but right there in that neck of the woods, Wyoming, Wyoming is an incredible incredible place i've been there a lot yeah and it captivates your imagination Mm -hmm. that's for sure well no wonder you took two months i mean like you're literally so i've not spent much time out east or southeast all my time uh, when it's up when i have my druthers or when it was family vacations were either points south and but almost all points west you know everywhere in the pacific northwest california and all points in between Mm -hmm. driving in the pinto station wagon in the back playing with my plastic dinosaurs (laughs) as we pull into jackson hole (laughs) nice it's badass um (laughs) you mentioned something i don't know if you want to talk about it or not but you mentioned something we were talking before that you don't know and if you don't want to talk about this just say no and we'll cut it right here you don't know that you're going back to mexico again next year well i i mean yes and no so i made a a commitment for sure to play a festival down there in april Mm -hmm. and i also know that the the solar eclipse total solar eclipse is happening and the path of totality will be going through mazatlan which is about four hours north of sayulita Mm. so i've got some friends we're all kind of like rallying to 
to go and see this. So I'm that like, seems like it'd be pretty hard okay. to miss. Yeah. Um, so what changed for me this year um, is I, after doing the three years of high seasons, playing full time, three to four shows a week, if not more or less, you know, just kind of averaging out. Mm-hmm. I really, really struggled this year with burnout. Mm. Like I just show. That's I'm a not, lot. I don't do very well at like faking or feigning excitement. Yeah. And to have to show up and entertain people because I need to make ends meet or I got to mm. pay rent. Like that just became so soul stealing. And um, I really, really just, I couldn't even wait for the season to be over. And that, so as soon as like February, January, February, when my friends were talking about Victor Idaho, I was like, I need big change. Sign me up. Let's go. Um, so, so I'm experiencing all this burnout. Thankfully, towards the end of the season, it kind of like started to turn around for me. I felt more encouraged and was like, you know, actually, you know, I, kind of re recouping whatever um, amount of tarnishing I had done to my the good name I built up just because I was because <laughs> you were having a bad so, day like, I was just so like right. over it yeah um and then it's really uh interesting kind of full circle because after those two months two to three months of of taking a break from playing shows and then coming back to my hometown which pre- previously I'd been running away from and in the the I've been here what two weeks, and in this time already, just feeling super inspired and really motivated and excited about reconnecting with the rich commu- musical community that exists here, and all of these memories flooding back to me about like going to three to four shows a day, running around the town yeah. on bike, trying to hit as many shows as possible day in and day out, and I'm like. Oh yeah, like <laughs> there is so much amazing music here, mm-hmm. and I miss that, and I miss the variety of um, of uh, styles of music you can go see, and how supportive everyone is of each other within like the musical community itself, within like the the performing artists, and uh, so this time around, how I'm feeling is maybe it would be cool to to spend more time here. Um, Re- reconnecting, uh, getting some new projects rolling, um, getting my um, kind of f- fingers back into everything, getting some some residencies and shows back on the books, and then sp- doing a little bit more even of a split. So I'm spending at least a half the year here to access the Midwest and keep my musical, uh, reinvest in my musical career here, and then somehow have the option to still go down south or other places because i've got all this wanderlust that won't go away (laughs) i just really and if it's still i'm like have relatively little commitments or tie downs in my life so it's possible to do for now and i'm like well i don't want to squander that so i keep my place i've got a little studio apartment really simple place i i keep inside lita i've got a sublet there now so i have the option to return and I will. I think it just might be a little bit later in the season and for less of a period of time, just so that I don't go through that burnout because, man, that sucks mm. so bad. Well, I hope you find the balance you're looking for. Before we talk more about your residency, every Wednesday in August 
at the Astor Cafe. We've gone too long without a song. Tell me about Emerald City. Emerald City. Tell me. So, um, as a kid, I watched um, Wizard of Oz every mm. single day. <laughs> and every um, single day, every day. Wow. I mean, I feel don't most kids like they kind of latch on to something. Yeah. And oh like, yeah. All the time. My daughter yes. found the Powerpuff Girls, and that's oh, all sure. we watched for a year and a half. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> so this was kind of like written in like. So my, uh, this is a very much a road song, like a road anthem. And a yellow brick road anthem? Yes, exactly. Thank and you. so it's kind of about like um, my my goal and dream of being a full-time rock star, which I've been actively living that life and being on the road and um, having the like the, 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 the gusto, ganas, as they would say. Mm-hmm. Down south. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of about all that business. Uh,
Hannah, I want to ask you a question. We have to hit one more sponsor, so this is only a yes or no question. Shoot. You don't get to qualify it. You either say yes or no. Is it fun being a rock star? Yes. <laughs> I love it. More with Hannah Vonderhoff just ahead. I'm Brian. That is Sean. It is the Brian Oak Show. Another sponsor we, we'd be remiss if we did not mention would be Moxie Wealth Management. Now, I know most people in my sort of neck of the woods are not like, what wealth are you talking about? What is there to manage? But virtually everybody listening right now has some form of asset, something sitting somewhere, something that it wouldn't hurt to have somebody who knows a lot more about it than you do take a look at. Look at, And they've got Joe and his whole team over there. They all kind of have their specialty. They're like the Avengers, except for helping you fix your poor portfolio right now. Let's get this in order, shall we? Well, how do people find out more? The best thing to do is to go to moxiewealthmanagement.com. Just set up an appointment. They they know their stuff over there, and they, they like they, like you said, they have a team. So there might be something where it would make more sense to put this into that so that there's tax benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Things that you and I, Brian, don't know a whole lot about. And don't ever want to learn no. about. That's no. why I pay a professional. No, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> but I know that one day I'll be like, Oh, I wish I had cared more. I hate to be that guy. I don't mean to paint quite that dark a picture. But, you know, if you, if, if you take care of it now, at least it'll be better than it otherwise might be. Because Sean's the one who I think now for six episodes in a row of this fine podcast has said, well, if Social Security's still there. You can't do that to me, man. I'm close. I can see I it know, from here. I know. I can see it. I still believe it's going to be there when we're retired but you're a fool i know but a lot of other people don't think it's going to be there so <laughs> go to moxiewealthmanagement.com set the appointment sooner rather than later at least you'll know where you stand that you may need to do a lot more savings <laughs> i just wanted to let that one hang in the air for a minute um you obviously <laughs> she's just looking oh, at me God. like Oh I mean, boy! Oh, what do you mean? Like you're, but you're living I... your life, which is so I, cool. Yeah, you're like living this. True. So many people that are going to listen to this show today are going to just be jealous of the life that you live. And well, you may, you know, may, there might be moments where you're like, "Oh my God, how am I going to get to the next this, that, uh-huh. or the other thing?" But you're living this life where you're like letting life happen and flow, and like saying yes to things. Like, uh-huh. oh yeah, let's go to Victor, Idaho. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, and that. That's amazing. And so few people nowadays are willing to unclench and just let it go and go do what their heart tells them to do. Yeah. I so. mean, it, I, I hope it's like inspirational. It at is. Least. I don't want to like, oh, I think that's what I was addressing. Or no, 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 it's no, 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 no. It's inspirational. It's what I was addressing yeah. at the top of the show when I talk about your energy. Like, I think a lot of people are brought up to believe no, I need to get a house. No, I need to get a job. No, I've got to get a paycheck every two weeks. No, I got to take care of this thing, that thing, the other thing. And I know I've known plenty of people over the years with your same sense of wanderlust. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even sometimes people, when they have it, and it's heartbreaking to think about, but I think not not nearly enough people pull the trigger on that sort of thing when they have that dream, when they have that thought. So I think it's ex- incredibly inspirational that you do what you do. And now you're back in Minnesota. Oh, but that's right. You like the hot weather. I was going to say you came back at the worst time ever, and now oh, you it. were levitating on the way up the sidewalk <laughs> yeah, when I saw you come in today. Big, huh? yeah, you, <laughs> 
No, that smile could be seen from all the way down the street. Um, you have a residency at the Astor, which again, I have a strong affinity for that area. When I was growing up, my aunt had a couple stores at St. Anthony, Maine, and I was down there all the time back in the 80s. And, you know, it may not be the thriving, um, you know, commerce metropolis it once was, but there are still great destinations down there up to and including the Astor. That's the right kind of size place for me because I like when you go to see a show. I like to be able to see the music and hear it, but I also like that critical mass. Like, you know, you get just enough people in there and Uh the biofeedback loop starts, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that venue actually is really important for this singer songwriter community or just we'll say the musical community in the Twin Cities or the Midwest in general. Um, it is the right size room and the, I mean, there's so much wood in there. It sounds really nice. The lighting is amazing. They've got an excellent sound system and they always have a great sound tech. This is like the spot I think for, for smaller acts to come and showcase what they do. I think that's brilliant because obviously we all, I mean, I've said this to Sean, one of the reasons I like working with Sean or when you've got a good producer on a morning radio show or whatever, I love working with professionals, right? Because when they are doing their job, like when you say all these things are in place when you get there already, then you can focus on being Holy Hannah and melting fucking faces. <laughs> which you're gonna do which you're gonna do for the next five Wednesdays, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. So starting That's on great. Wednesday, August second, it looks like a solo kickoff show. Mm-hmm. Oh, reviewing your original repertoire, it yes, says here. Indeed. I say mm, maybe we <laughs> then the next week you're playing with Mary Bue, who's one of our very, very favorites oh, yeah. on the yeah, show. She's, she's so great. amazing. Who doesn't love Mary? Oh man, yep. you she's two actually Yogi-o. have a lot of the same kind of Yogi. thing yeah. happening inside for sure. you. Yeah, that's why I, I really one of the reasons the I reached out before. to. I mean, everyone there is so. I mean, you could ask any number of incredible artists to to come and join me. Um, but you know, I I always really especially enjoy that I can reach out to people who I would go and see on my own right, yeah. just because I love what they do. Yeah. And then I get the great privilege, pleasure, and honor of getting to share the stage with them. And how great. It's amazing. Sean, isn't it great how our lives are everything we ever wanted them to be and all of our dreams have come true, just like <laughs> just like Hannah? We just invite people here in here are. so we can say, man, is that a cool life? Yeah, no, it's very <laughs> Irish of us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, the next five Wednesdays, you are going to be performing live at the Aster. I know people can go to what, astercafe.com? Yep, sure can. And you can uh, call into the restaurant, too, to make a reservation if you prefer that style. I'd like to throw this in as well. I don't normally do plugs for people that aren't paying us a little money, but having been to the Aster on numerous occasions, the food there is freaking exceptional. So it if is. you want to come down for dinner and some music, exactly. I don't think that's a terrible idea at all. No, it's a great, great idea. Uh, the, the drink program is excellent, too. And um, the drink pro, oh, the you program. have bartended before, I have, have you? I am, a but, and I understand that. Just like when <laughs> when someone calls it a drink program, yes. I'm like, I've known enough bartenders in my time. Some of them too ding, well. Ding, ding. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like drink program. No, this is I, someone I who's know. been on the other side of the bar. It was a nice blend because I think normally they say a beverage or cocktail program, and I, you know, I right, do. right. I no, I just, the, the word program <laughs> was a too. dead giveaway, so if you're going to go on the spy market, you're going to have to drop uh-huh. that off, otherwise they'll track you back to your home base. But they do, they have good drinks, they have uh-huh. good food, and apparently for the next five Wednesdays, they're going to have excellent music, Hannah. Yes, I am so excited. This place is really near and dear to me and like a home for me. Um, 
and uh, it's, you know, 10 bucks on the tab, so you don't even need to show up with cash at the door or anything like that. It's really streamlined, very simple. I like that very much. And it's a great venue to see local music, so I'm so thrilled that we get to host this residency for my hometown return there. And lots of other cool people are going to be playing. AstroCafe.com. Now, let's hit a little closer to home before we wrap things up here. Uh, You uh, are a musician, and, you know, we know the record, Holy Hannah, where if i were to be like this person sounds cool i'd like to go buy their music and see what they're all about hmm where would they go they would go to bandcamp.com and search i think you can even just do backslash holy hannah okay i'm fairly certain we'll post a link to it when we post this show we'll post the link to get your music there best margins are on bandcamp for those of you that are listening for the band like Spotify's nice, all that stuff's nice, but they get pennies uh-huh. on those, whereas just go buy the Small music. percentages of pennies. Yes, yeah. exactly. Please just go to Bandcamp, and there's even days where it's like there's yeah, no fees. And, yeah, Fridays. Fridays, and, the artists recoup yeah, so 100% cool. of the... So cool. So, Which, again, you're not, you're not going to be buying a Learjet, but at least no. the money is going <laughs> no. to you, you know? Yeah, maybe I can put some gas in my tank. Or donkey I mean, upgrade. If, if you yeah, do, if, donkey if, upgrade. If She's you, getting one right now. Nice. <laughs> donkey upgrade is the name of my new synth production project. <laughs> um, we do have to wrap it up here, but I want to ask you one last question. When it comes to, so obviously being a performer and feeling it and having written all this music, you're a creator, a performer, all that stuff. Uh-huh. But when you start to feel burnout, even if you're in a tropical paradise, does that make creativity difficult? Is it hard to write? Do you do you have a oh, hard time finding inspiration to sit down and be like, I'm going to make some new jams? Oh, 100%. Yeah? Because it's like when the thing, when your passion becomes the thing that you have to do, it become, it feels like a chore or something. Yeah. It's a different animal. Yeah. Yeah. And I always knew that, which is why I avoided being a full-time musician because <laughs> I wanted it to retain the the power of it, of something I get to do versus have yeah. to do. Um but in the same breath, I it was just a very natural progression that okay, as the town is reopening as I'm living in this place in the middle of a world shutdown, the town's reopening and all of these places um which are dependent on live music to attract customers well i that's what i do i play music i write songs and i perform so i guess this is how i fit into this local community and it was a very natural thing for me to become a full-time musician in that scenario and then it as is the case um in a a lot of ways in my life i like to kind of move through things and do it learn myself and learn the hard way versus just kind of like conceptualizing about it and be like (laughs) and making assumptions like with before being a full-time musician assuming well it will it will stop being fun because it's something i have to do it's true but on the other side of this experience what i instead of like feeling yet again throwing up my hands i want to quit music forever it's more like how can i make this work for me i know all the pieces are there i just need to dial in the right formula of how to manage my energy of how to um, maybe generate some little side streams of income and just kind of work smarter and not harder, I think is, is what I got to do. But, um, you know, I, my hats goes off to every single full-time musician and performer out there because this shit 
is a grind and a half. Like you can't even, I mean, not to mention being somewhere that you are also setting up all of your sound equipment oh my and gosh, running your sound, yeah. then playing the show, yeah. then schmoozing and, and then your own taking rep, rep, down representative the equipment and selling merchandise and, yeah. and settling up at the end of the night and loading out and then back into your house. It's like so much. It's the lifestyle of 80% Ooh. of the people we've talked to on this show. Yeah. And to me, it's fascinating because the number of people who have done it for so very long and they aren't giving up. And yeah. it's not, I mean, like I said, there you're not going to have a fleet of hovercrafts by the end of the year. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. no one who does this full time except at the very top is making an outrageous living. For no sure. one. Yeah. Um, but... You know, even if you have a side hustle or a little work over here or something else going on over here, it is a nonstop grind and I have nothing but respect for it. And in fact, and that's why I asked when you're when you're feeling at the at the at the peak, the you know, redlining, is it possible to be creative then? Because once that I think once that joy goes away, I don't think it's gone forever. No. I mean, I've done what I do for a living for 30 years now, and there have been times it has not been joyful. In fact, this morning at 4 a.m., it fucking sucked, but <laughs> I decided to get through it, and you've done the same thing, and you're going to try to find a better balance, and now yeah. you're back here in Minneapolis. Um, we really got to wrap it up, but real quick, are you a State Fair fan at all? Yeah, I am. I used to work at the State Fair. What did you do well, at the I State did, Fair? Okay, one or two summers, <laughs> I um, shoveled shit in the cattle barn. For real? Nice. I worked for the... Uh, uh, that's like... There's a song in that. Oh, yeah. I, I worked at the dairy... The, the dairy... Um, yeah, the dairy, the dairy building. Uh, expo yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Oh, where, man. You the, know, we like led oh, cows around yeah, and sure. like, did demonstrations for people. By the way, best milkshakes at the State Fair yeah, are right sure. there at that Oh, well, I was in the FFA... If little known fact is that nice. Um, so not future farmers. Yeah, Amer- future oh, what future farmers? farmers I still America? have my corduroy jacket. Come on, uh-huh. where your, is it? You have your bring blue it corduroy to- jacket. Oh, man, I do. that's amazing. So growing up, and again, we're not going to get into the religious thing, but I mean, we, did you grow up in a rural? Area? No, I grew up in in Minneapolis. So how do you become a future farmer of America in because downtown Minneapolis? I know. So I went to. I was supposed to go to Patrick Henry. Yeah. Um, my siblings had gotten to Edison. I was like, well, I want to go to Edison because they went to Edison. Yeah. Family. And then I was like, well, actually, do I really want a typical high school experience? I was like, no, I don't. So I started looking into more magnet school type of opportunities. And there was this little uh, place in little Canada called the Agricultural AFSA, Agricultural Food and Sciences Academy. And so they were, they had this um, reciprocity with the U of M, the College of Ag there. And it was a high school, like project-based school for urban students to kind of expose them to the umbrella of agriculture. I mean, cool. we're talking forestry, we're talking horticulture, we're talking environmental sciences, da-da-da-da-da. And I, I ate it up. I loved every minute of it. How old were you when you decided, I'm not going to a regular high school, oh, I'm going to try something? That's amazing courage. To oh, well, do it's that. not only yeah. courage, but it speaks to who you are yeah. and the way you live your life now. Like, you know what? I could go hang out with all my friends and do the regular stuff, or I could go slop hogs and milk cows. Oh, yeah, there you go. And did you do that? both those things? Uh-huh. Oh, I've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> Can we can we quick mention the other artists who are playing at the? By all yes. means, so we did start to do that, and I I, I got distracted because no, there's too many right. other things I want to ask about. Solo kickoff on August second. Mary Bew on August 9th. Mike Munson joining you on the sixteenth. Yes. Mike you all, I just I didn't know if you wanted to throw anything in there about Mr. Munson. Uh, uh, then he's amazing. Okay. I don't know if you guys have seen Mike. I think uh, he lives down in he lives somewhere 
out of town here. But, uh, <laughs> that narrows but not, it down. He not, <laughs> does not hail from the Twin Cities, okay. but amazing, amazing blues um, blues artist. Okay. So fantastic. Must see. All right. And then awesome. the following week, I don't know how to say the first word. T-A-R-I-A-S. Tarius? I uh, Tarius. I think it's Tarius. Tarius and the sound. sound. Uh-huh. All right. Very good. And then on the final day of... The month of August, eight thirty-one, mm-hmm. Wednesday, the final night of your five-night residency. They self. They self. I don't know. They self. Oh yes. Um, also, I must. Apparently, say. I have to rectify. So, that. Uh, they are a an artist who I've shared a number of shows with over the years, and we always get in touch when I come back in town, and we typically kind of partner up to to share shows. They run uh, a show radio program on KFAI uh, called Desert Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Wednesday, I believe. And they are also hosting a residency at the White Squirrel um, for the month of August. So, And we've got actually uh, quite a few of shared um, artists on our residencies. But they have an amazing, like, uh, also like bluesy, driving, guitar, um, aesthetic, just really um, salt of the earth, really awesome, amazing, amazing music. Wow. You went somewhere for a minute there. I like watching you do that. As you, as, closed, no, no, totally. as, you, as you were looking for the descriptor and you were playing air bass way up high, by the way, way up high. That was fun to watch go down. You should watch her go down every single way. Not go down, but you know, do your thing. Get down. Get, Get down, down is what is. I meant. Sorry about that. Every edit, single, edit. every single, I had so many edits. <laughs> Hannah will be performing every Wednesday throughout the entire month of August. You can go to astrocafe.com. I imagine you also have a ground zero other than Bandcamp. Do you have like a website people can go to for I all the info? I do have a website, holyhannah.club. Join the club. All right. Very good. Uh, we have to go. We've gone on too long and we've started to unravel just a touch. So before we go, I want to thank Smart Start MN. I want to thank Moxie Wealth Management. I want to thank you, Sean Bernard. Oh, thank you. No, Brian. really. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Audio Equip for <laughs> providing us with state of the art equipment so we always sound good every time we do one of these. Well, at least the fidelity is good. I can't promise anything about the content. And Hannah, thank you very much and welcome back to Minnesota. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back. Excellent. Tell me about Brick House. That's how we'll end. Brick House, baby. So this is um kind of like a little take on the the three little pigs in the big wolf, big bad wolf story, but in the context of a relationship. Um, I'll let you, I'll let the listener um, kind of take from it what they will. Okay, knocking on my door. Woman, won't you let me in?
Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC, North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414.